Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is a Locked On NFL podcast. Not a ton to talk about. I really enjoyed yesterday's show. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Like I said, uh, went um, did something out of my comfort zone and went and analyzed kind of from an analytics standpoint, history standpoint. Usually those kind of numbers have been given to me urge you to check that out. I'd love some more feedback on it. There's a lot to talk about there with the you know, draft trends from all 32 teams. It's what we did yesterday. Um, keeping it up to the what's going on this week. Thursday, I have Ross Tucker lined up. He's been watching a bunch of offensive line. Obviously, he's a former offensive lineman. He's been watching a bunch of offensive line draft prospects. So, Ross and I are going to talk old school like we used to every day in football today. Um uh, mostly draft talk for the offensive line. So that screws up Twitter, Twitter Thursday. So we're going to have Twitter Wednesday. Yeah, it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't, it's not cool tease in a row, but oh well. Um, and I have no idea what I'm going to do Friday. We'll figure that out. Uh, today, I want to go over a little bit of new, one news item. Manti Teow signs with the Saints. I like it. I mean, I, I very much thought he was an overrated player. Coming out of Notre Dame, all the hype, all the nonsense, um, kind of a two-down dude, but not special. But I do think he's gotten a little better over his career in San Diego, ended up getting hurt last year. I think it's a nice signing for the Saints. You know, they know all the defensive reinforcements they can get. Maybe he continues to develop and be a three-down player, but even if not, still might be an upgrade over what they have there. Uh, I do think this Saints defense has a chance... To get better. I mean, especially if they were to add, you know, I mean, Butler from the from the Patriots. I very much do think that, the you know, the Patriots, as I mentioned yesterday, they're one of the teams that, despite trading the most draft picks, they have to be the team that trades the most draft picks year after year, that they also have to, uh, they also have more, they also use more draft picks than just about anyone else. So I do think Butler will end up on the Saints for a premium draft pick at some point. And that also leads me to topic of the day, which is what I'm guessing, my 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 analysis, predictions, views of quarterback situation going forward. You know, uh, the, the guys that could still be changing teams, the UFAs, and uh, where I think, how I think this is going to eventually shake out. So like I said, the New England draft talk, Obviously leads us to Jimmy Garoppolo, who doesn't seem to be in the news as much of late. I know that Adam Schefter, who's got many, many, many bazillion more birds in his ear than I do. And again, this isn't anyone telling me these things. These are just from watching the league and guessing how I think it's going to play out. You know, it's kind of predictions, kind of... Um, speculation a lot, but a lot of it's, I mean, it's based off of historical trends and how I think these teams view everyone. I still think Garoppolo ends up in Cleveland. I absolutely do. And 
who else would the Browns be in on? I mean, maybe the, maybe the Patriots aren't going to move them. Okay. I mean, I, I, maybe. I think there's a price. And I think that if you can get that 12th pick, I think still that's the break-even point. That's the breaking point for both teams where they say yes. And there's all these future seconds, and maybe they window dress it with some, I'll give you a second, you give me third, you know. But in in, re, in the end, I think the Browns' second of their two first-round picks will eventually, before the draft, obviously, yield them Jimmy Garoppolo. And they'll end up basically with Miles Garrett and Jimmy Garoppolo with those two picks. And that's doing some business. Behind that line with some weapons and a decent running game, that could be an offense. And boy, who thought a year ago that the Browns would have an NFL offense? You know, And they aren't that far away. I mean, obviously the most important piece is not there. But I think they're just going to make it too much worth the Patriots' time. And I think those talks are still going on no matter what anyone tells me. And I think that Garoppolo will end up in Cleveland. And unless it, if he ends up somewhere else, I'll be highly critical of the Browns. If they keep him and they're just he truly is not attainable, well then you did what you did. I mean, you did you did your best, and then you go draft Deshaun Watson or something. Um, so th- that's kind of how I'd handle it if I were the Browns, and I would go all in on this guy. I think that's who they'll end up with. Um, but then there's dominoes to fall from there, and I know now that everyone's talking about oh now the Brown, you know now the Cowboys are going to keep Romo or they want a draft pick for him. He's not going back to Dallas. I mean, I think that there is, there, there's no doubt in my mind that Tony Romo is going to end up with either the Broncos or the Texans. And I think both very much want him. If he goes to Denver, good for them. I mean, then I th- obviously you keep Lynch. I would think you maybe shop Simeon, but you're not going to get a lot in return. If you could get a pick of any kind of magnitude, great. If not, you keep him, you know, and when Romo gets hurt in the second week of the season, you put Simeon in until Lynch is ready. If Romo goes to Houston, I think you kind of stay put. I mean, you're if you're the Texans, you say, okay, I got Romo, I got Savage. I would like to draft somebody, and I keep hearing Mahomes' name with them, you know, that, and he could probably be there. That Now you're set up for the now with a good backup with some upside and a first-round pick that you don't need anything from true redshirt year. If Rome, if you're Denver and you don't get Romo, I think you just stay pat. You know, that I think you just say, okay, we got Simeon, we got Lynch, we'll do what we did last year. Maybe you call someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, Chase Daniel. I mean... Those are the names, you know, I mean, that, and I, I, maybe I'll scan through these real quick. I mean, well, I'm not going to, actually. We're going to talk about that. If I'm Houston and I don't get Romo, I just sent Osweiler away for big, you know, for all this cap space. I basically only have Savage. I can't be, you know, I can't be, I got to do something. And to me, that's Cutler. I urge you, I just wrote an article saying, Jay Cutler's better than you think. It's for fan rag. And he's one of the best 20 to 25 quarterbacks on the planet right now. Matt, what would if you, what, what would the Texans... He didn't play great last year, but he played pretty close to great the year before. 
despite having very little around him. Check out the article. There's, there's, I'm going even more into depth about Cutler. But I bet I like Cutler more than you do. And I know Texans fans are like, oh. I'm not 100% sold that I wouldn't rather have Cutler than Romo. I mean, just in terms of durability. But I would rather have Romo. Don't get me wrong. He's better at his best. And I think that's probably where he still is. But if you're Denver, and I think that's what Cutler's doing. I think Cutler's hanging around until the Romo domino falls. And then he'll fall probably with Houston. But I don't. I can't see Denver bringing him back there. If Denver loses out on Romo, I think they kind of settle for what they got or call a Fitzpatrick or somebody like that. If Houston misses out on Romo, I think you have to call Cutler that second. And I know he's not a Hoyer, Schaub, O'Brien-type caretaker quarterback, but how far has that gotten you? I mean, yeah, you've won games with those guys, but you've never gotten further. You know, you, you, imagine him throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins would love having Cutler. And your defense is going to be really good with J.J. coming back. So that's kind of how I see the big-name quarterback shaking out. Jimmy G to Cleveland. Again, no inside information. This is just my hunches, my prognostication. I think Romo ends up in Denver, but I give it 55% chance and a 45% chance of him ending up in Houston. And then Cutler goes to Houston. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17 so as we continue the quarterback carousel talk, the next group are two guys that signed. Geno Smith is now a giant. Doesn't have to move him Him and Brandon Marshall. Don't have to sell their house. McCown is a Jet, which goes back to Cutler. That I would think if you're the Jet, I love this move by the Jets, by the way. I've been telling you all along, the Jets have to take a Browns approach to free agency and realize they're terrible lose games, not on purpose, but don't go spend, don't go get Jay Cutler so you can be 4-12 and 12 instead of 2-14. and 14. So you get McCown, who, unlike Cutler, is very much considered a mentor and a good influence on Hackenberg and Petty and, and good for the room and teach those dudes. So I like that. And if those two are absolute disasters and can't run an offense by any stretch of the imagination, McCown goes in there and you draft one in, with the first overall pick next year, or what? You know, top three pick or whatever next year. So them signing McCown to me basically says that's the approach that they're seeing here as well with their team. Or they're tired of waiting for Cutler, who's waiting for Romo. And you know, again, this is all speculation by me, but I think it's well thought out. So I think the Jets are now out of the quarterback market. I mean, unless somebody's going to come begging for Hackenberg or Petty and give him a good pick. Um, I think you go in with those two rookies, you know, basically rookies, the two youngsters youngsters, and the old Wiley vet. Uh, Gino backing up Eli is another move I like. I've, I've said all along I could see Gino having more success in his second stop than his first. 
But Gino, to me, is not. You can't look at him and say, you know, remember the stat I said yesterday about the, them drafting quarterbacks that basically haven't done it since they got Eli. Um, anyone, and I mean anyone, fifth or sixth, fifth, sixth rounders. Again, listen to yesterday's show. It might be my best show yet. Um, but Gino at least is a good backup. I mean, Eli would have to play so bad to get benched by Gino. But if he gets injured, season's not over. And I think again, the second stop in Gino's career could be better than the first. But I don't think you sign him and say, "Oh, we got Eli's successor here." I mean, by no means. So, I think those the two New York. I didn't realize they're both New York. I think the two New York quarterback situations are now pretty firmed up. We talked Denver. We talked New England, Cleveland, Houston, and, and there's not a lot left. I mean, where does Fitzpatrick land? if he doesn't happen to go to Denver if they don't get Romo. I mean, if you're... See, I think Jacksonville needs to bring in somebody. And if Cutler doesn't go to those two spots, I would bring in I would bring in Jay Cutler. So you're competing with Bortles. Maybe you're not a good influence on him. I don't care. We want to win games. If you're better, you're playing. That's the way it's going to be. But would you settle for Fitz? I mean, if... Uh, I'm not a Fitz fan at all. You guys know that. I mean, oh, he's... Really, really low on my list, even when he was, quote, good. I was writing articles about how he's not good. But maybe if you're the Jags and Bortles is a disaster, Fitz starts the last 10 games and you go 5-5 five and five or 6-4 and four and you sneak in the playoffs at 9-7 and seven and build a culture or something. Okay. Uh, so I have him written down here as somebody to discuss, but maybe he just goes away. Whatever. The other two that are in their own category are Kaepernick and RG3. And they can get lumped together because they've never developed the finer points of playing the position. And I use this example all the time that, first of all, do you want somebody as your backup? Nobody's going to let them come in and be their starter. But, I mean, if, you run an or- if you're operating an offense around Blake Bortles or Simeon or Lynch or one of those guys, do you want to totally redo what you do in order to put RG3 or Kaepernick in the game and, and not scrap the playbook, but really change the way you play football? I don't think you do. I mean, so to me, maybe those two end up in Buffalo. You know, one of those two ends up in Buffalo. I, I would see that, but I think they like Cardell Jones. Um, Russell Wilson's developed so much that I'm not sure that Seattle is a spot for either one of them. It wouldn't shock me if either one of them is on a roster for quite some time. But the thing is with them is the biggest thing with them is they don't execute the offense that the coaches spend countless hours putting in for a game plan. You know, that when a coach calls a play and thinks a coverage is coming, the play was the right call, the coverage is exactly as that coach predicted and hoped, and Kaepernick or RG3 gets the ball snapped to him, either doesn't diagnose it or doesn't pull the trigger in the right spot to beat said coverage, well, that makes coaches bonkers. And they got no need for those guys. And they prove it over and over again. And their pocket awareness is poor. I know Kaepernick does not turn the ball over very much. It's an underrated aspect of what he does. I mean, he does not throw a lot of interceptions. But he throws everything on a line. I mean, everything's a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. I think he'll end up somewhere, but... Buffalo, to me, is the best hope for him. And to a lesser degree, RG3. I mean, RG3 can't stay healthy either. I mean, that guy. The other names, and I'm not even going to predict where these guys are going, but these are guys that have started games. Well, not all of them. 
But they at least are brand name guys. They've either gotten paid or started games. You know who they are. Chase Daniel, Case Keenum. I mean, he was a starter a year ago. McGloin, Sanchez. He was a fourth pick in the draft at one point, I think. Third pick in the draft. And Blaine Gabbert, another early first-round pick, who was a starter basically a year ago. Daniel made huge money just a year ago to go to Philadelphia. So times have changed pretty quick on these guys. I mean, there's no one in that group, Daniel, Keenum, McGloin, Sanchez, Gabbert, that I'm condoning or saying I want my favorite team to run out and sign. They'll end up somewhere and, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe one of them ends up in Houston if they don't get Romo or Cutler. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I guess somebody, Russell Wilson, needs a backup somewhere. Uh, Carson Palm, no. I mean, uh, there aren't many obvious landing spots for these guys. Maybe the Rams. You put Chase Daniel behind Goff, maybe. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. But I'm not predicting where they went. That's just what I felt like doing today. It was talking quarterbacks, who's out there. Some of these guys are going to end up as starters. You know, Romo, Cutler, Garoppolo, maybe. Um, And that's it. So spread the word. Uh, Give me some feedback on yesterday's show in particular. Go to iTunes and leave me some feedback. Good or bad, but preferably good. Um, And spread the word. I want to grow this thing. The numbers are starting to increase, and that's what we're after here. And we'll do it all the time. All right, over and out. Check out the rest of the Locked On Network. See you.